Genesis chapter 32, and I'm going to start reading at verse 30. Stand with me for the reading of God's word. Genesis chapter 32, verse 30. When you have it, say, I have the bread. Will you read it out loud with me, uh, whether you read it in your Bible or on the screen? Let's read it together. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And all of God's people said, amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to speak to you today for just a few moments from the topic entitled Anointed for the struggle anointed for the struggle as we prepare to be anointed today we will be anointed with the substance called oil and how oil is made is no mystery to us some of you don't know how Mayonnaise is made. If you did, you may not want to eat mayonnaise anymore. <laughs> yeah. But how oil is made is a pretty common knowledge. Oil comes from olives. But the only way to extract the oil out of those olives, that that is whole, must be broken. That that is whole must be pressed. Pressure must be applied to it for the oil to be released. All through the scripture. Anytime someone was prepared to be elevated, whether as a prophet or a priest or a king, they call for the oil. The oil is a symbol of authority and it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In other words, this oil being put upon your head for this assignment is saying that the Holy Spirit is going with you. And many of us in this room, we have acknowledged that there's a call of God that's upon our lives. But that call that's on our lives is too big for us to accomplish on our own. That assignment that calling is too great for our own shoulders. But he says in the book of Zechariah, this that I'm calling you to do, I will not leave you by yourself to do it. Well, he says, how will it be? And he says, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you need the anointing. The anointing is what makes the difference because you can have the same skill set that someone else has and still not produce at the same level. Glory be to God. You can be gifted. You can be talented and still not be able to produce at the desire that you have because, hallelujah, the ingredient to your needed success is the anointing. In other words, the hand of God. The hand of God. If you can do it without God, God did not call you to do it. God keeps himself employed. We 
need the anointing. I lift to you the reason why some of us experience burnout so often is because we're trying to do supernatural things without supernatural power. Mm. You need the anointing. You, if you're going to walk this out, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the spirit of God. Yes, it's a good thing that you shake the preacher's hand. Hallelujah. And have a pastor. It's a good thing that you join a church so you can be a part of a faith community. It's a good thing. Hallelujah. That you join the choir so you can serve in different auxiliaries. But let me tell you something. Serving will never be a substitute by having the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Somebody asked me just a while ago, asked me, says, do I need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues to go to heaven? I told him, I said, well, uh, there's a great discussion uh, about many biblical scholars about whether you got to have that in order to go to heaven. Uh, But what I will tell you indefinitely, if you're going to live here 24 hours after you confess Jesus, you're going to need something to keep you. Oh, y'all not talking to me. Here ain't no way you can live holy successfully without the Holy Ghost because even with the Holy Ghost, it's a struggle. Hallelujah! Come on, I'm gifted, I got gifts of the Spirit, but ain't enough just for me to have the gift of the Spirit without having the indwelling of the Spirit because you can fall among prophets and start prophesying, you can get in the midst of an emotional service and start moving your feet. But I need more than a dance. Oh my god. I need more than a good song. Oh, I got the Holy Ghost because I got goosebumps. The Holy Ghost is more than goosebumps. The Holy Ghost is the power of God in the life of the believer to accomplish what God has called them to do. And Jesus says, I'm giving you an apostolic assignment. I'm going to send you to Jerusalem. I'm going to send you to Judea. I'm going to send you to Samaria and to the other most parts of the world. But they says, how are we going to do it? He says, after. My God, I'm sorry. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, ye shall have dunamis. Ye shall have dynamite. Ye shall have power. And I come to tell about a hundred of you that will come in agreement with me. That's going to be a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost this week. And we're going to blow some stuff up. We're getting ready to blow out the levees and the dams that the enemy has been holding us back in. Jesus says, believe on me as the scripture have said and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I need everybody in this room begin to open up your mouth and say thank you for the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost. Renew me with the Holy Ghost. Anoint me. Anoint me. Anoint me with the Holy Ghost. And my first experience with total immersion in the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. I was talking to Rayon, Rayon, I believe his name is, from Jamaica. He told me, he says, Bishop, I got baptized here last Sunday. And I was like, wow, you know, that just stirs me when people tell me they got baptized. But when we baptize, we don't sprinkle people with water. Because the Bible said we are buried with him in baptism. So baptism is a symbol of burial. Right? 
And just like when the Lord baptizes in the, in the spirit, it's not enough for him just to rest on top of your head and make you feel good in the service. God wants to totally immerse us. Some of you only coming close enough to get your feet wet in God. You haven't given him a total surrender. You still giving him a practice. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, y'all sitting kind of tight on me this morning. Oh, I'm a preach anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We giving him enough. We giving him enough church and these language. Oh, yes, Lord. I surrender God. Oh, but it ain't surrender until pain is afflicted. It ain't surrender until you find yourself totally under it. Under it. Under it. Under it. Under it. The baptism. The anointing being drenched in it. Hallelujah. Being soaked in it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, we're going to anoint you with oil tonight. Now, and you're going to anoint yourself every morning during the consecration. Now, you're going to do better than some of us did in the early years of the church. We would go to class with oil crosses on our forehead. No wonder they thought we were crazy. The Bible says, don't do stuff to be seen of men. As a matter of fact, after you anoint your head, then you wipe it off. You know, you don't go outside, you know, looking like fried chicken on your forehead. You, you know, you, you put, you do in Jesus' name. I mean, it ain't got to be a cross. It can be a circle, you know. Put it on that, but then go, you know, because I got to go to work. Amen. Somebody say, you got a lot of Vaseline on your, no, 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 no. Mother Mary Johnson from the Canaan Church, an older church mother I grew up around. One of her sons were going into surgery. And she went into the surgery. Y'all know Mother Mary Johnson. <laughs> you know Mary Johnson? She went in there, rolled up her sleeves, and pulled out her oil. Started at his feet, rubbing his feet and his leg. Got his head, got down on his ear. And the nurse was hooking up the IV and said, oh, ma'am, um, there's no need of you doing that because before we take him into surgery, we got to wipe all that off anyway. She said, this I'm putting on him? You can't wipe this off. Once I put it on him, seat down to the bones. I come to tell somebody God gonna anoint you all the way to your bones this week. I tell you this all getting all the way down. How? After it's applied to your life, it cannot be removed. I need you to get out of your seat because somebody is struggling with condemnation. But tell them once it's applied, it cannot be removed. Get out of your room. Go tell somebody else. Tell them once the anointing is applied, it cannot be removed. Gifts and callings are irrevocable. It's done and it no otherwise can be. It cannot be reversed. Come on. I said it cannot be reversed. So then we understand in my last eight minutes, we understand being anointed for service. But I want to lift 
to you. The oil really is not going to give you the ability to play. Because if that was the case, there's a whole lot of people would run up to me right now. Say, man, I always wanted to play the piano. Anoint me. The anointed is not going to make you be able to sing. Because if so, after casting Nicole and Alicia finished singing, you're like, oh no, come on, put some oil on my throat because I want to sing like them. No, no. That's, that's, that's not what the oil. The oil is not for the gift. God says, I already gave you that gift. You are born with that gift. Hallelujah. You, we may have heard the call to preach at a later time, but we were called to preach in our mother's womb before we even had developed ears to hear the call. He was already calling us and ordained us. So if, if the oil ain't for the gift, what is it for? It's for the struggle. You are anointed for the struggle because to, to every gift, there's a struggle that's associated with to every calling. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me this morning, but I know you're listening. To every calling, there's a conflict. To every assignment, there's an affliction. I need you to pull off somebody and tell them I've been anointed to struggle. Hallelujah. People are jealous of your gift. They're jealous of your talents. They're jealous of what you have. They're jealous of how you move, but they have no idea what comes with it. They have no idea the stuff you have to fight in your mind, the things you have to fight in your emotions, the insecurities you have to battle. So God says this morning, as you prepare for this week's consecration, I'm not anointing you so you can preach better. I'm not anointing you so you can just be a better business person. God says, I've given you strategy for that. And where I've released strategy and principles, there are no miracles needed. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Because many of us want to live off of miracles. But God says, once I've given you principles to work, I don't have to do the supernatural when I've given you natural means already. Uh, he says, I'm anointing you for the struggle. Three struggles. The Lord says, I'm anointing you for this week when you prepare. Hallelujah. I, I often say I don't have enemies. Anyone who doesn't like me just don't have a revelation of me. Somebody sound that sounds conceited. That's not conceited at all. I'm just convinced. Because if you knew my walk behind the scenes, there are days you will be proud of me that I walked out on the stage. If you really knew what I had to carry, you would stand up when I walked in and says. He's still coming. So anybody who don't like me, they just don't have a revelation of me. And this is why when some people dance in our church and they be like, whoo, whoo, and dance and dance. And some people look back and like, mm, these are theatrics. These are these people are just carrying on. And I'm looking at the person like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know why? Because as the pastor, I get the weight, the beauty, and the responsibility of knowing some of the details 
of the people in our church. And when I've seen people who survived abuse and they still come to church. When I see somebody who called me last week and says, Bishop, hallelujah. I can't go. I can't, I'm not coming to church anymore because I done messed up again. I'm like, where you at? I, 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 don't worry about me. Thank you for all you invested. But I, I slipped up and I did drugs again. And I'm not worthy enough to be in the church. And, you know, and I said, uh-uh, no, listen, don't let the devil talk to you. You are called. You are gifted. You, you are loved. You are his son. You are his daughter. And then I sit in church and I keep glancing at the door and I keep glancing at the door. And the first song singing, they're not here. The second song coming, they're not here. And all of a sudden around the end of the second song, I see them walk in like this. And, and then I'm like, wow, Pastor Marvin, they came. And then they come and they sit in the back. And then the praise start going forth in the church. Everybody dancing and they sit in the back. And then all of a sudden they get their hands up and they lift their hands. And they come back to the altar and they start shouting. And somebody else is saying, look at them. Why are they dancing in the front? And I'm going to say, go Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I need you to tell somebody, everybody fighting battles you don't know about. You better be nice to everybody, support everybody near you, celebrate with everybody, because you don't know what they went through just to get to church this morning. You don't know what they went through this week. And the mere fact they're still praising is a testimony. Scream at somebody, tell them I've had to fight my own demons. So I don't have enemies. But there are some people every so often, they uh, take the social media. Some of them real bold, they get right under my statements. <laughs> uh, my, my staff at the church oversees my social media and they do a lot of the responding and so uh anybody here who have sent me unsolicited pictures they saw it too amen at least i want you to know amen amen i got to cover myself because we live in an hour where people believe a lie before they believe the truth yes i am covering me We see you, devil. We see you. But sometimes people will want to debate theologically. Especially there have been comments when my video went viral uh, with the song Me and the Devil Had a Tussle. And there were some people says, what do you mean? We're not fighting the devil. We don't fight the devil. You know, because... The work of Calvary is finished, so we don't have to fight the devil. He's already defeated. And that's true. He's already defeated. And we go to battle with that understanding. (laughs) We fight with the revelation that we know we're going to win. Hallelujah. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you may not have to fight this one, but you do have to show up. Because if you don't show up, what is it called? What is it called if you don't show up? What is it called? It means you forfeited your victory. That means the victory was yours, but you lost because you didn't show up. Somebody this week, you got one assignment. You ain't got to be perfect. You ain't got to know how to pray. You ain't got to know how to wrap your prayer show. You may not have a kipper or a 
hell. But scream at somebody, tell them, show up! Don't forfeit your victory! So one of the battles we have to fight, one of the tussles we will have this week, is that we have to fight the real enemy. And the real enemy is not your supervisor at your job. The real enemy is not your roommate in a dorm or in your quad. Your enemy is not your spouse. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Tell somebody it's spiritual. Lay hands on yourself and say it's spiritual. Some of the things, not everything, but a lot of things you are dealing with are spiritual. Some of your sicknesses cannot even be picked up with an x-ray machine or MRI. Because some things are not natural, but it's a spirit of infirmity. It's spiritual. And you got to know when you're dealing with strange things and strange occurrences. C.S. Lewis says, C.S. Lewis, the author of the screw, screw, um, screw tape letters. It's my, it's my fatigue. He, uh, he wrote and he makes reference. He says one of the greatest tricks of the enemy is either he makes you believe that he's responsible for everything or you start believing that he has nothing to do with anything. And I want you to know that we are fighting a spiritual battle. Now, most of us are not fighting Lucifer. Most of us, because we have made Lucifer synonymous with God or the same level as God. We have made Satan omnipotent. We've made him omniscient. He know everything. We've made him omnipresent like he's everywhere at the same time. No, most of us have never had to fight Satan because if you don't have authority over your own flesh, trust me, you ain't, Satan ain't got to fight you. But there is a demonic system. I said there's a demonic system. Lucifer has lieutenants and sergeants. The Bible talks about rulers of darkness. Talks about principalities. There are demonic systems that are set up over regions and communities and cities. Hallelujah. It comes and it manifests in different ways. When you see whole communities yoked under the bondage of addiction. When you see entire communities, hallelujah, robbed and with just just, uh, uh, just overwhelmed with poverty and circumstances and situations. Even bloodline curses where demons, hallelujah, will stand over to try to destroy covenants and marriages in families. And we sit back like it's normal but when one family member after another family member after another family member after another family member start getting divorced and nobody has a healthy marriage somebody needs to stand up and says no 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 we got to break this hallelujah come on somebody got said this thing is spiritual this is a demon that's been attached to our family great grandfather died his body is in the ground but the spirit that was attached to him is still in the earth and you may not be the generation of your family that caused this trauma but this thing is falling on you and you have the responsibility to declare not on my watch we're not going to 
choose another male in my family not on my watch our girls are gonna grow up and go to college before they get pregnant not on my watch we're gonna stand and break the demonic system of poverty and poverty thinking in our bloodline I'm declaring to you you may not have to fight Satan this week but every demonic spirit that Satan has sent to rob you and your family of your destiny of your future I declare that we are pulling down every struggle everything that has been built up over time everything that has been built up over generations let me hear the trumpet in this room let me hear the trumpet trumpet blow your trumpet blow your trumpet I'm getting ready to dismiss. I went over my time. I'm ready to dismiss. But this week, you want to be anointed. You want to be anointed to struggle. You're going to to be anointed to struggle. You're going to get in this thing in prayer this week. And you're going to rebuke. Because some of you, you're going to go do some warfare this week because the enemy has laid down a whole root system. Because no one has acknowledged it. Well, you know how our family is. Well, you know how she is. She ain't going to be nobody but her mama. No, somebody got to say, oh, no, no, I see you. Oh, wow, I see your pattern. Oh, this is a pattern. Oh, oh, mental illness has been in our bloodline for generations. We just call her funny acting, but I realize she was bipolar. And we're coming to address that thing. Oh, my God. Oh, am I, am I, oh no, it ain't going to take no root in me. I come, to, I come to acknowledge it so I can start pulling it up. I'm coming for the root system this week. We've been dealing with the branches. We've been dealing with the fruit and the blossoms. But ah, this week, we're coming for the roots. We're coming. We're coming for the roots. We're coming. I need somebody right quick. Just in the, in a movement of faith. Shout, I'm coming for the roots. I'm coming for the Hey. So you got to, this week, we've been anointed to struggle and we're going to struggle. We're going to have a forceful struggle with the enemy. And I want to say this because sometimes when we use the word struggle, some of us have misdefined it. Everybody got a struggle. So I'm just going to do what I do because I'm, no, no, ho, ho, no. Struggle ain't giving in. That's why we sing this song. Because it's an old word, tussle. Me and the devil had a tussle. Like, like, like what the old people call a scuffle. In other words, you don't just come on me and I'm just going to let you beat me down. Now, I'm serious. Now, I grew up in the country. Now, we learning to parent a little different now, but my mother had this thing. She said, now listen, don't you go to school fighting. And I mean it. You better not go to school fighting and get suspended. But if somebody hits you, did, did your mama say? I don't, they, they said, if if somebody hits you, you better hit them back. 
Now, now, the kids are going to children's church, so if that's not what you teach your kids, trust me, don't let them see this video. But my mama said, you better hit them back. My mama said it to the bunker. She said, if you come home and you didn't hit them, I'm going to hit you. Stand up for yourself. And some of y'all are letting the enemy walk right in your house and rob you blind. I need you to push somebody and tell them, snap out of it. It's a forceful movement. Brother Anthony, yo, you, you got to know, you, me and Tony, y'all got to know, when the enemy has crept in your house, it takes somebody, don't, don't you pay a mortgage and then you got to tiptoe around your house? You tell me y'all paying a mortgage then bought all them Egyptian sheets and 50 pillows and because he in there, you not going in there? The devil is a liar. You tell me you gonna be intimidated by your own child? The devil is a liar. Somebody gotta stop in the middle of the house and say, hold up, uh-uh, cut the TV off. Put your phone down. Everybody get in the living room because we're getting ready to pull down this stronghold. Everybody get in here, we gonna get on our knees and pray. Yes, even the baby. Lay the baby down in the middle of the floor. We all go intercede. Tell your neighbor, I've been anointed to struggle. So what is, what is the second battle? Now, some of you, this is going to be a little hard. Because many of us, because we're Pentecostal. Come on, get out of here. Get thee behind me, Satan. Hold Boucher. All that, all that. But the other struggle you have this week that you've been anointed for is to struggle with you. Now rebuke that. No, no. This week, as you get into this fast, round about Wednesday, there's some stuff in you going to come to the surface. You're going to be somewhere praying for the nations. <laughs> you will be praying for impartation and the gift of prophecy and trying to understand dreams and visions. And you're going to start going through some fleshly withdrawals. And in that Wednesday, you're going to start compromising if you're not ready to struggle with you. You're going to start compromising. You're going to start making excuses on a day where we don't supposed to eat no sweets. And so you're going to get hot tea. And it's going to be half tea and half honey. Not a spoon. A whole half of honey. Glory be to God. Fruits and vegetables going to turn into french fries with sour cream and bacons and chives chocolate covered strawberries and someone you have been secretly communicating with on social media you deleted facebook page 
page, but you didn't delete messenger. Oh, I'm coming to here. Oh, I'm coming. And a number that you deleted a long time ago. The name is gone, but now you're searching out the messages. Tell your neighbor, you're going to have to wrestle with yourself. You're going to have to tell yourself, no, I'm not going to forfeit this consecration for one time in my life I want to know what it feels like to be whole I want to know what it feels like to have good relationships healthy relationships I need a divine reset in my life I heard Kirk Franklin say the other day he says I've been broken so long that I don't know what who I am without being broken and God says this week you got to wrestle with who you've always been so you can be who God has called you to be It's not, listen, it ain't working for you if it ain't challenging you. That's right. Trust me. If you visiting with us today and you've been looking for a church home and you going around visiting different churches <laughs> and you visited this church and you're like, if you don't want to be a part of this church, I get it. <sighs> I'm serious. I get it. I mean, really. Because a lot of my friends' churches here, because I'm friends with a lot of pastors here, most of their churches is an hour, 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes. And we didn't hit two hours and 15 minutes. Wow. Mm-mm. And then the Sunday you come, <laughs> they talk, I want to hear, where can I serve and, and all that. And y'all talking about, oh, we're going to be in the church all week fasting and praying. I get it. Don't come over here. Let me be somewhere that that accommodates me. A church time that accommodates me. Messages that accommodate me. Because preacher, I mean, you sound good, but this is a little too... You know, he's a little, a little aggressive. <sighs> you know, kind of inspire me a little bit. Be more like a motivational coach. You know, like that preacher I saw, he be smiling more. You too loud. Hear me. The very thing uh, that we have, we have here at our church, we have a fitness center at our church called The Lab. And most people who go to the lab, most people, when they start, the first after the first week, they quit. I'm serious. Deacon Rob, Robert, my son is the head of that gym. People quit. Because they leave out of their sick, can't breathe. I look for one of the brothers Wednesday night. I said, where's Brother Hal? They said, he in the bed. He's sore. I said, why is he so? He went to the lab. Deacon Robert. I'll never forget. And Marvin, I don't want to put your business out here, but I remember Marvin said, no, I'm not going back. That was several months ago or last year. A couple of years ago. He said, I'm not going back. And all of a sudden, I looked at Marvin and he just he started slimming down. His face looked good. 
And uh, and I, I just kept saying, Marvin, you look good, man. You look good. And it wasn't until I looked on social media and I saw that Pastor Marvin was back at the lab. Because when you get serious, See, we want the benefits, but we don't want the struggle. But when you get serious, it ain't working for you until it's challenging you. That means some days for this assignment, I'm going to be sore. That means some days, instead of it making me feel good, it's going to break me. It's going to afflict me because until I'm broken, I can't carry this. But tell your neighbor, I'm going to look good on the other side of this. So you got to wrestle with the enemy this week. You've got to wrestle with yourself this week. And the last wrestle. And the last wrestle. Somebody shout the very last wrestle. So you got the enemy, you got yourself. This is the last wrestle. And I was going to just leave out because I went over my time. But I got note takers. They need number three. Number three. You have to wrestle with God this week. Huh? I mean, you got all week to read your Bible because some of you don't read that often. You read this chapter, Genesis chapter 32. I only gave you one verse, but read the whole chapter. Jacob started wrestling with the man. (sighs) Because Jacob's whole life, he's been running. And God waited till Jacob got by himself. And that's why we're cutting off the, old, the, the whole world this week and coming in and praying because some things you will not experience in God until you cut everything else off. I mean, I've been waiting to get answers, but you're right. You can't sit. This church service is too long, but some of y'all, you've been up late at night watching a Netflix series. And after that second episode, you know you got to work in the morning. But that thing says next episode starts in five seconds five four ten okay i just one more i just gotta see what happened i need all the guilty people shout guilty just one more bridgerton <laughs> stranger things and all that care i don't do this that's spiritual warfare uh-uh He was by himself and he had a God experience. A man started wrestling with him. Stand on your feet. Thank you so much. A man started wrestling with him. And he said, the man said, let me go. It almost seemed like a play fight. Because while the man was fighting with Jacob, (laughs) while he was fighting with Jacob, he took his finger and Jacob's thigh Jacob said oh but you know what Jacob did when the man knocked his leg out of joint Jacob said yes I'm not going to let you go till you bless me 
I don't even know who you are. But I believe you got something for me. Somebody in this room, you really don't even know Jesus. But everything in you is telling you he got something for you. You, this church is strange for you. And in other times you would have left by now. But you keep sitting, analyzing, but you can't shake what you feel. And you can't, can't unhear what you're hearing. Because it's something here for me. And the Bible says, Jacob asked him, who are you? And the man says, don't worry about who I am. What is your name? And Jacob said, my name is Jacob. He said, not after today. Not after today. Could you imagine? This is a strange fight. <sighs> not after today. He says, your name is no longer Jacob. Because Jacob means deceiver. Today your name is Israel. And the Bible said, the man disappeared. Wow. And Jacob got some wood and he built an altar. And he named the place Peniel. Why did he name it Peniel? Y'all read it. What did it say? May we see God this week. May we wrestle with God this week and ultimately let him win. Ultimately. So, no, really. Because this is what the wrestle looked like. But God, this is what I want. But that's not what I want for you. Lord, I already said I was only going to live here for six more months and then I got a plan. I got to go somewhere else. But what do you want? See, this is, this is what the wrestle going to be this week. Is to actually ask God instead of praying all of your desires this week. Instead of praying all of your wishes. Instead of praying all of your feelings. God, what is it that you want? The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I pray today's message has been a blessing to you and that you've been expanded and increased and you've been given the desire to walk even closer to God. If you've really been blessed by today's message, I want you to consider partnering with me that I can continue to get out quality content, inspirational, motivational and gospel messages because we know it's through the foolishness of preaching that souls are saved. When you partner with us, you're helping us spread the word of God, not just domestically, but internationally all over the world. And so remember today as you sow, that even though the money or the gift may leave your hand, it will never leave your life because you're partnering with something that's greater than you. We wanna hear from you. 
If you've been blessed by our ministry, we'd like to get your messages. Send us an email. Uh, follow us on social media. And take this opportunity to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Remember, I know what it feels like to cry till you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up and keep 